0: Other stuff that it dragged in. So, I guess for Chiva fans, they might, some of them might have already known. But it does confirm certain things. Uh, something we've talked about here before that in the long run, you will eventually get more kernels of truth of uh, the different news we get, or uh, rumors, I should say, we get from time to time. And then if you're keeping track, you piece it together and you can see what, you know, what was true or what was, um, because a lot of stuff, people, man, people end up making a lot of stuff up. Mm -hmm. I I was reading a tweet the other day and other replies was a bunch of, like, like they didn't know what they were talking about, but everyone was confirming Uh, it was about Victor Osman and they were saying how was let him go for peanuts. Someone said to let him go for free. And I was like, <laughs> you could just Google this simple, really easy, and, and you could know that what happened to the player. I don't know where they got this idea. And somehow it just became true, you know, and that saying is you repeat a lie, often enough it becomes true, and I feel that happens a lot in uh, Liga league MX
1: for sure. Well, we got a couple of listeners, so I'm just going to kick this off. Welcome to episode 330 of Cantina MX Football Podcast. We had match week 13 of Liga and Mechies. Uh The big story this weekend uh, was Guadalajara down a man for majority of the match uh, because they had uh, an incident with uh, Carlos Cisneros. He accidentally stomped over a player. Referee gave him a hard red. They even went to VAR to review it, and he decided to double down on his decision. And despite that, uh, Chivas uh, subbed in Jose Juan Macias, J.J. Mack, and he immediately scored. And it seemed like Chivas were going to get this this win on the road against Toluca, against Nacho Ambriz. There was an incident around the 95th minute, yes, because the referee added seven minutes of stoppage. Uh, You had Alexis Vega, who was basically on the wing uh draw a foul and uh instead of keeping it in the corner or trying to waste time uh he ends up giving the ball away uh, i think it was iramir who who took the free kick and on the last second uh leo fernandez puts puts the ball in the back of the net and to luca tie the game at the at the buzzer beater uh there was an incident after the game with boyo brisueño uh the camera cut to him and he was getting into a an argument with uh, Chino Huerta, and it got pretty intense. Uh, he ended up trying to hit Chino Huerta, and, and, and Huerta tried to hit, smack him back. And Boyo uh, Reseño also, also started to scold uh, Alexis Vega. So it seems like there was a lot of drama going on uh, internally between players at Chivas. And I don't know, man. It's just been the, the same thing happening week in and week out, you know? Uh, a lot of leads that we gave up and, and ends in a draw. And a lot of frustration. Everybody's upset right now.
0: Yeah, and the team is now... They dropped to 14th. They have a game pending against Monterrey, against Vuce. <laughs> was the same, de Revanchas. And Vuce could... He could, uh, you know, put the hurt on Chivas if Monterrey gets a big win. That could really send, send Chivas spiraling out of uh, contention. I think they could still manage a uh, repechage, but seeing uh, what's unfolding with the annuals seems to be losing the locker room. Uh, you know, because before this fight we had, uh, what's this guy's name? I forget their names. Jaime, I'm getting old. Who? Uh, Chivas, Chivas TV. Uh, they put the recording of him motivating the players. He was saying, "Now, uh, you know, Chapel, you to, Chapel." There you go. Uh, and you know, you need if you need a player to be doing that. Obviously, it's kind of showing that there's there's some like something you know that they're not all. They seem to be. Back in some motivation, and he was right there, you know. And and now you have these two guys fighting, fighting after a match. um
1: I do have so, um, some more information about that, by the way. Go on. Yeah. So today, for some reason, Chivas wanted to get ahead of the story, and they did have a little like podcast session with Edgar Martinez, uh, who was formerly a journalist for TUDENE, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but he, he is now paid by Chivas to, you know, sort of run that side of the business. And he said that this is what happened. Boyo Risueño, when uh, Alexis Vega got injured. uh Oh, yeah. Let me backtrack. Michel Leano got a red card, so he was no longer coaching. Uh, he went up to the, to the stands. So Boyo Risueño was basically trying to be the coach. And he told the medical team to run on the pitch. And w- whether Alexis Vega was injured or not to go run on the pitch and, like, delay and waste time. Um, but the medical team said that they're not allowed to go on the pitch unless the referee waves them on. So Pollo Riseño was already going kind of crazy. And then after the match, uh, you know, he kept on bitching and bitching. And then I guess Chino said, hey, man, it's Dover. It's done. Like, what happened, happened. And I guess that's when Pollo Riseño got in his face and said, hey, man, like, blah, blah, blah. So um, apparently, like, you know, that they squashed the beef today and – you know they're on good terms now, and and uh, Edgar Martinez kept stressing that the fact that uh, the team is committed, and there is no, um, I guess, divide in the locker room that everybody gets along with each other, and you know this just happened to be you know Porro Everybody knows how he is. We've seen it on uh, Chivas All or Nothing on Amazon Prime. He he has a tendency to like run his mouth and his emotions get very high. So that's just the type of player he is. I mean, he put two holes in Giovanni Dos Santos's thigh. So, I mean, that's just the kind of dude we're dealing with here. Uh, but, yeah, just to shed some more light. Uh, this is coming from Chivas directly on their uh, Chiva Noticias.
0: Uh, we'll, we'll see because if, if they don't get the result, then America would have successfully catapulted over them. They're coming from two straight wins, one zero over Necaxa and then a three zero over Juarez. Then they play Tijuana next, who is uh who is Tijuana doing? Tijuana's right be, right beneath them, so yeah. it's one of those six point games. But I mean Chivas could then plummet I mean not plummet, stay at fourteenth. Um, and then they would have they would have a pretty Difficult away game against Cruz Azul, um, so I mean that you know things are beginning to look pretty complicated for the coach. Um Yeah, that's not a good a good away away to Cruz Azul. Uh, but then they face then their last three games there. I wouldn't you know Tijuana, Pumas, and Necaxa. So it's I think they'll they'll be fighting all the way to the end but but um their next two games are gonna be very difficult.
1: And to make matters worse, thanks to the Coldplay concert, the field is absolutely trashed. It looks like they're gonna be playing on like concrete it looks it just looks absolutely terrible. uh the Chivas Femini team played uh, I think today or yesterday and they showed some photos and it just it just does not look good. I don't think it's going to be ready for Wednesday.
0: Just move, move it if Adla's not playing.
1: Hey, um, move,
0: it, move it to the Jalisco.
1: Let me ask you this. Do you think Michel intentionally got that red card so he can avoid Vucicic's return?
0: <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. That would be too funny. No, I, I think he's... I think he's feeling the heat. Um, it doesn't... The, the team doesn't do well. He... He should be on his way out he came in you know the reason he came in because they were supposedly to improve on what Buset teach was doing and there really hasn't been no improvement so to get at this point of the season uh, winding down and you're you're right back to to uh, trying to see if you make a little it's yeah it's not looking good
1: I'm, a, I'm gonna say this right now if Guadalajara does not even make repechaje, you know meaning they don't even get the the 12th spot I don't think Michel is the one that's getting fired I think it's Pelaz that's gonna resign because at that point it's unexcusable
0: he nah, I, I think um I think is the año they would resign the whole media would be on him they they kind of know how he he took over the club uh but I sort of stayed because um, a asked him to stay because at that point he had he had nothing left uh, to do at the club once once Le Año took over um, and we have to remember they they ratified him right his contract was about to end and he had said that um, Talano was only going to be interim so he had to change his tune. So I do think they, uh, you know, I, th- I think already told him, sit this one out, let this guy do what he, you know, and then once he shits the bed, just come in and clean everything up.
1: Maybe uh, Gentle- Elbow has something to say. Welcome to the show. Good. Gentlemen, how are you? good. Good. <laughs>
2: No, and just kind of listening in on on what you guys were talking about. And, you know, I think Leano would be gone too. But but uh, quite honestly, I think they do another uh, house cleaning. And again, we go back to square one, man. But does does house cleaning include? Belize, I think.
0: But see, why would you do that then? Um, Why would you extend his contract?
1: Why would you do that to Vucetich? Well,
0: (laughs) because Vucetich was on one-year contracts. But Pelias didn't sack him. It was a Maori
2: via Leano. Well, I, I, I think I think the reason being is I don't think a Maori knows what the hell he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I, I
0: think he's like in the corner. Uh, the club doesn't have money, like the way fans like to think yeah. that the club has money. It's obvious that they don't. Um, Angelica kind of emptied the coffers. She she. um that's why she had gotten kicked out for, um, um, what was this word? Help me here. Help me here. So, um, are
1: you talking about the Omni life?
0: The funds? Yeah, she was. Yeah. Omni life. She was taking the funds. What was it called? Embezzlement. She was just like putting the money in other places and then in her pocket.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Embezzlement.
2: Yeah. So she was embezzling. Yeah.
0: It, It was. Yeah. So she was doing that and that's, that's how the, the team ended up like just owing a lot of money. And, and then they lost their big con- their biggest contract was Bimbo. They haven't had a contract of that magnitude since Bimbo left. Uh, in the past, they've had like Coca-Cola and other big-name brands. Um, they just haven't had that. And then they lost both TV contracts uh, in the U.S. And, and MEX. And they lost them for years where they were trying to do the whole... We're going digital. We're going to be streaming now, which was not true. Um, they just they just didn't know what to do. So, yeah, it's a club that doesn't have money. I, I do think he's – and then they're getting sued by, uh, by uh, Iguera is suing them for – it probably won't go nowhere, but it's one of those inconvenient where, you know, you have to keep going to court. Just, the lawsuit's been since 2019. So that's, that's another thing right there. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. You have a club that's lacking money. Uh, you're you're not going to renew Pelias if you don't have any plans with him. Um, I do think, and we've talked about it here a lot of times about Leano, how he's connected to the, you know, to the Akron, which is Chivas' biggest sponsor, the sponsor of the stadium, amongst other things. So that's, it's one of the main things, and um, he's you know he's kind of married into the family.
1: Well, the reason I think Belas is gone is because he's out of excuses now.
0: Yeah, but he's he's the sort of like the shield for
1: a Yeah, but I feel like he's you know he's the- he's found like ways around like answering like hard questions, and he's sort of padded his results. You know, uh, he he defended vucetic like why they renewed him because his results and his numbers were good. Then they end up firing him mid-season and kind of basically backfiring yeah. And then it's that's like the he's the one that's been making all these decisions. He's the one firing and hiring all these coaches and bringing in players that had disciplinary problems. At, at a certain point, you have to look at the most common denominator of everyone's failure. And, and right now, it's Pelaz. He, he holds the most responsibility. Yeah. Obviously, the players, too. It was
0: his, project. Obviously it, the, it was his yeah. project, though. But hold on. We have to, like, sort of make the divide where it was his project up until Leano took over. And it was, so he he sacked Tena. And he never, you know, Busé was the guy he had brought in. Uh, so I knew he wasn't going to sack him, especially when they had been at least getting into playoffs and they had been achieving a lot of the stuff they had in mind, debuting players. If you look at his record of, how many players they would debut or how many would play uh, or how many would be playing, even, like, finishing a match. So that was one of the things they wanted to do, which was getting done. Um, I, so, yeah, I don't think that was his call, man. I think the you know, the world got pulled from under him. I, I do think there's something else going on with Chivas where it's like um, – they're not getting like like just the fact that they can't buy any players, or even sell like it's so difficult for them to even sell players. I do feel there's some sort of like like maybe promoters or whatnot that are like against the team, maybe trying to force somebody to sell. But I do feel something is going on there that's been affecting affecting Chivas uh,
2: at least. Well, Joel, I think you made a point that you said where. Uh... And again, this is going back to the belay stuff, but uh, uh, you said Leaño's married into Akron, right? Which is the biggest sponsor, right? Yeah. So So who do you think is going to be the scapegoat, regardless of what they're paying whomever? Oh, I, I think most people
0: know. <laughs> they don't need it because I... I you, and we, we, we were seeing a lot of the different media when the whole Le Año thing happened, when he had confirmed a lot of these media guys, they pretty much said how they were disappointed in Pelias. They pretty much, entre comillas, you know, let it know, yeah. like, dude, you sold out, which he did. And we have to think, well, why would he do that? And it's like, he doesn't really have anywhere else to go now. Um, no. Cruz Azul, where he was sad. America. Similar, similar, got kicked out over a promoter, you know, cause, uh, he wouldn't get players from their one of their main player promoter guys, America. The same he ended up uh, getting into it with um, Piojo. No, not Piojo it was one of the like directivos, Pepe, Pepe Romano, I think is his name, uh, and management wise, and and that was the whole thing.
1: But Piojo didn't like him, right? That's why, like when Piojo returned, Velaz like resigned. That was the whole drama. No,
0: it was it was over Pepe Romano. And he, they had beef, and he was like, but I said alright 'All right, I'm, you know, I'm gonna leave because he he no longer was calling the shots. He okay. was." Uh, and mm-hmm. then what oh, happened?
2: When, I I'm is referring to the the tenure in America. To tenure? Yeah, when when uh, was at America and and Piojo came back.
0: Yeah, but I don't think. He was gone there. He was gone. Uh, Have you seen that? We need an Americanista here, man. I chime in, but I think I think it was around the time of, uh, I don't know if it was La Volpe or, or Nacho, but the main guy kicked him out because he said, he said, I'm leaving at the end of the season. And, um, God damn, what, I, I need a drink. Was the Miguel Herrera negocioso uh, llegada uh, a América. medica a cambio que tú te fueras a América. medica Azcara came into the training And he said You don't have to wait, kick rocks <laughs> And this From Pelayas, dude Pelayas admitted oh, to this On ESPN And he couldn't say He wasn't gonna badmouth that guy You know uh, He, he wait. wasn't gonna
1: I got a sound clip though, hold on Miguel Herrera <laughs> negocioso llegada
0: a la pidiendo a cambio que tú te fueras de la América. Tan no sencillo como eso.
2: Eres un estúpido. Perdóname. Lo que te dije, lo que oíste. Vamos a una pausa. Ya,
0: perdóname, me dijiste lo estúpido. Que oíste. Sí, al aire, lo repito. Todas las que te lo, palabras, lo repito.
2: Pero ¿por qué me
1: dices estúpido? ¿Quieres que te lo repita? cómo le dijiste a Darwin Quintero el otro día? ¿Pero por qué me dices estúpido? Ah, entonces ¿por qué le dices estúpido un jugador? No, no. No,
0: no, no est a mí no me hiciste estupido, yo no te ofendí a ti. Yo dije una hipótesis. Yo dije una hipótesis. No, hipótesis. ¿Hipótesis periodista. o lo tienes probado? Una hipótesis como periodista, una investigación periodística. ¿Por qué me dices estúpido? Porque es lo no que no eres. acuerdo. Si de acuerdo. Estás no de acuerdo. ¿O me ofreces una disculpa no o te no tengo problemas? No te ofrezco nada. Los vamos problemas que pa- quieras. O sea, ah, bueno. Wey, vamos tranquilo. a ir a la pausa. <risa>
1: <risa> Ricardo Pelas ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I better not hear
2: Hoyle uh, respond to you that way, Jaime. <laughs> <laughs> Those he, are fighting words. He man.
0: does say, he does say uh, how, how he, um, that they told him to leave. Um, Ascara tells him to leave. And so he, he you know, he packs his, his bags and he leaves. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're looking at where else would he go? Um, and unless he wants to coach a really small team, and sometimes small teams, they don't really, they don't really pay for that. So you're looking at all the big teams in Mexico or, or the big money teams. Uh, Monterrey has their own thing going on. Tigres as well, new management, Cruz Azul. But, you Pachuca, know, the,
1: everybody. Yeah. There's no coming back well, from this.
0: Always, Pachuca's always been uh, the one dude, uh, so,
2: yeah yeah no I'm saying I'm saying that they they wouldn't get a uh, yeah they wouldn't because that, yeah.
0: that guy's always been at the forefront so he's not gonna hire someone to tell to, to run the club for him he's always the, been doing it and
2: the only so, possibility that comes to my mind is toluca with uh, Ambri's teaming them up but but other than yeah, that I, like, I can't, right. other than that I can't think of another club
0: yeah, so, I mean, there's nowhere for him to go. So, I mean, if, if you're Pelias and, and Amadi is like, <laughs> you know, just take take this head and, because, uh, I, I mean, why else would he stay? He stayed there long enough. He's basically just paying to stay at home.
2: So you're saying Pelias would hold his wife's hand while Amadi uh, <laughs> at his liberties? <laughs> no, no, no.
0: This, no, not his wife. He's getting paid to film it. <laughs> a camera
1: Oh boy!
0: No, I do, I do. I think this has been my frustration for years watching all these projects that get started with not just clubs, but also the Selección, where they start this ambitious project and you know results. It usually takes a while. I remember an interview with I think it's Leo Benhacker he was talking about Ajax and he was talking about how long it would take them kind of like a turnover from youth to the first team to see results. And he said something about four years. And it's like, we're not, we're never going to see that in the Liga MX. It's pretty rare. Uh, we did see it with the 06 team. If you keep in mind how long some of those guys had been at the club that ended up being in O six, six. And yeah, a lot of them had been there for like almost 10 years. Um, because they had been there since they were, like, 15. <clears throat> That's the team with um, Salcido and and Bernardo uh, Medina. And...
1: Héctor Reynoso, Ramón mm-hmm. Morales.
0: Yeah, but Morales wasn't, wasn't from Canterano. I right. mean, just Massa, all the Canteranos, they were, they were part of that. And all of them had been there for years. And, uh, yeah, that was one of the, one of the few times. <laughs> and it ended up sort of by luck because they almost didn't get a chance, it, you know. It mm-hmm. took Westerhoff coming into the team so that they could finally all get, like, you know,
2: opportunities. So so to what extent is the association with PSV? Does that, you that <laughs> do you think that, do you think?
0: Nothing, dude. A pat in the back, maybe. A
2: it's,
0: it's like a- a- we're we going to hashtag each other on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're,
1: and then we're, we're going to take of huh? We'll
0: give each other likes. Um, <laughs> oh, no, dude, I don't. I just don't see it. We've talked about it here about how in the past they. Because when she was uh, sold Chicharo, they supposedly signed something similar with with Manchester United. And they talked about sending over there like coaches and, and stuff like that. But a lot of times a lot of that doesn't work out.
2: Right. Well again, I was curious about if there what the hell there was with that because of uh Belize as well, because again I'm still thinking he's the scapegoat to all of this stuff.
0: He will be, I think he knows. But I mean if 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 he's gonna be getting wages for another six months, I'm like, all right, whatever, you know. He's, he only talked once right since uh leano came in he only he only gave that once that one speech a few days ago where he didn't really say anything
1: <laughs> he makes he, hey, said, uh, <laughs> he said uh we'll talk about it results at the end of the season that's basically what he said
0: yeah so i do think Leano would he would just uh he would resign i don't think they would fire him i think he would he would just resign. Um, I don't know what he's gonna do after that. Uh, that would be kind of weird, you know. Is he gonna go back to to leading Chivas youth system? Uh, you know, is he is he gonna leave? I do think he should leave. I mean, you probably try this coop again. Uh, so I don't know, man. That's that's for Amadi to to figure out what to do, man. But he will have to. You
1: know, boot him. Um, I don't know if this is the right time to say this, but there is a rumor that Chivas are after Henry Martín. Henry Martín. Why? <laughs>
0: Who else? <laughs> Who else? You, There's no wonder.
1: When you, when you mentioned his name, you could hear a pin drop.
0: Yeah, they're hoping he's the next. Um, we needed
1: him like four years ago and it was at Tijuana, not now. No. Yeah,
0: we're no, screwed. I think we're screwed. I think if we're talking about a rumor, Henry Martin, that we're pretty much done with Chihuahua talk at this point. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, like, there's like a host of other clubs. Here this, is the,
2: this is the perfect time to say hello to Yum's.
0: Yeah, no, we should. We should. Um, well, I think Pachuca. Talk-
1: yeah, I was going to ask you guys, what's this rumor about uh, Mexico or specifically Grupo Pachuca uh, returning to Copa Libertadores?
0: No, I don't. I think it's, it's, there's been a push. I mean, Combol has always wanted Mexico to be in their tournament. It's, I don't think they ever kicked them out, and we started off the show talking about how you know, some of these some of these talking points, we end up believing them. Um, it's been CONCACAF that just hasn't allowed Mexico to compete in those tournaments. And Mexic- FMF, you know, Li-MX, they need permission from CONCACAF in order to compete, and they've been trying to boost their own tournaments here, be it league of nations or gold cup and their own their own club tournaments and that's that's kind of what's been preventing uh um, max coronavirus propagates more rapidly than any other variant of so, covid-19 what masks offer the best protection Crack open the door querido oh, amigo Jesús. Sé que la investidura Are fue todo to, un éxito. No tengo ninguna duda. duda. Eh, te conozco, sé del impulso, sé el cariño yeah, que tenés uh, por nuestro amado Alejandro deporte, Alejandro el trabajo que haces por reconocer a la gente with with y sobre todo right a quienes open, open, hacen e hicieron uh, historia en el fútbol mundial. So, te felicito yeah,
1: you know, por esta. The, f- the media like ran "Oh, we're going to return to but, you know, realis- yeah. realistically, how do you do you think that could happen anytime I, soon? Yeah,
0: there is that possibility. And I would say, his name came back to me, Andres Fassi. That's the guy. He's one of the guys running the show over there. And he's he's always had, like, he's always had his hands in South American uh, football. He, he had, like, Grupo Pachuca at one point. They own a team in Chile and in Argentina. I think they eventually sold it back, but... You know, I, I do think he knows that being in that tournament, and, and Grupo Pachuca is, is like, you know, that's one of their biggest business, if not their biggest business, selling players. So, yeah, if you have uh, the next Chucky, uh, he'll cost more money if he's scoring goals, you know, in, in the Libertadores, and not just, that, uh, you know, at Tijuana or or over here in uh, I don't know where uh, somewhere somewhere in somewhere in Concacaf but yeah that would that just just, you know it, it just gives more validity and I do think that's he's he probably was like you know what if you guys don't want none of this I just I'll go myself you know
2: I mean it would be ideal to get back in Libertadores but I just have a feeling that Concacaf is just gonna c block, uh, you know, everybody from from doing that. Because oh man, I, th- I think cl- our club football was a lot better when 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 we were participating.
0: I missed I missed that tournament. I forgot the dude, uh, and he was on one of the talk shows. I forgot what the directivo was, and he was talking about how they had to grease a lot of hands. Not just in CONCACAF, but in CONMEBOL to get the teams, you know, to get the Mexican teams. They, you know, give, give a lot of manila envelopes, a lot of gold watches <laughs> to get that going. So, uh, for some of you that maybe you don't remember, uh, when Mexico started competing in Libertadores, it was through Venezuela. So, uh, they, because, and I said, well, why through Venezuela? Because, you got to think some of the South American teams didn't want Mexico to go compete. Mm. Uh, you know, if if you're Bolivia, if you're, uh, you know, some of these, like Ecuador, some of these lower teams, Peru, that Libertadores is your vitrina. You get that big match, especially in elimination rounds uh, when scouts are watching, you know, but now they know, like, they knew how much stronger the Mexican teams were. I mean, at one point, they were filled with South American internationals. You know, you would see some of the World Cups, and all these players from, from Ecuador, Colombia, Chile were, were all playing in Liga MX. So, they, you know, these, these guys knew what's up, and they were like, yeah, we don't need the dudes coming in here and, you know, and taking, taking this, um, taking the spotlight away. And, and which did eventually did happen. But Venezuela was like, you know what, you guys could take, you know, they will play for the Venezuelan spots. And that's what was going on. Uh, you had the pre-pre-libertadores. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Those tournaments seemed to go on forever. Um, and then to eventually, it, they started seeing all the money coming in from the U.S. because now they're showing libertadores, and um, when the U.S. through Fox Sports and whatnot. And so there's now more money, more viewers, more sponsors. And at that point, was like, all right, let them in, you know. Like, everyone's going to make more money.
1: I would love to see the return of Interliga, to see Mexican teams uh, qualify for Libertadores. What, what not, why not just through the table? Well, because we still have our own Champions League. So, if
0: you're if you're Chiva fans, you would want like that. Yeah, because <laughs> like my top four go to Concacaf.
1: Right, because you know they still want to have our <laughs> to ch- our champion and our runner up go to the Conca Champions League.
0: Yeah, but it's like four teams, so it would be like one through four and then five through eight. How two. did we used
1: to do it? Because <laughs> I feel like we we competed in both Libertadores and Conca Champions back in the day. Yeah,
0: but they changed their mind, dude. They were uh-huh. like, hey, and, uh, yeah, some of the teams, they'd have to play all these games. Ron's not here. He will talk about the one week when America had to play like 10 games or something like that. Um, yeah, it was it was disgusting. But those, yeah, man, hopefully, hopefully they work something out. I think if enough Liga MX teams want that, I think they would make it happen. And I think if they're serious about selling players, they would want that as well.
1: Fun fact: Chivas won the two thousand nine Interliga against Pachuca, and. The player with the most goals in Interliga is Reinaldo, Reinaldo Navia with nine. Tied with uh, Chava Gabañas. Yeah. Pretty interesting.
2: That's yeah. a blast from the past.
1: <laughs> yeah, number two is Bruno Marioni. Number three is Gotemo Blanco. Those are the top three goal scorers in Interliga history. But uh, I don't know, I, you know I feel, I feel very hopeful after the president said that from Comebol. maybe it's just a matter of uh, the money and uh, the you know just negotiating terms, but that would be a huge shot of adrenaline to both sides, not just to Mexico, but obviously to the Comebol. I don't even know uh, what what channel is is on anymore. It used to be on Fox. I don't know what it is on now. Yeah,
0: no, nobody watches that no more,
1: dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's, that like the club that used to be hot. Now nobody goes. Anybody can get in now. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know who, who broadcasts it now. I remember like some of those games, they were uh, pay-per-view in Mexico. When, Mexico, when Chivas were playing um, in the semis, you had to, like, pay for it. You had to, like, find some bar that was playing it because, yeah, it was uh, under a paywall.
0: Yeah, same Copa America.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. It looks like it's on uh, Bien Sports now.
2: Oh, no wonder.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so going over some Liga Mekis results match week 13, we had a pretty interesting situation happened with Tigres they were playing against Querétaro and Jefferson Sotelo scored the game-winning goal took off his shirt and got immediately sent off because he forgot he had a yellow and uh it begs the question like why did they I forgot why they they booked somebody for taking off their jersey do you guys know
0: FIFA banned it years back.
1: Wasn't um, it advertising? Uh, uh, yes.
0: Yeah, advertisement and also different brands. <laughs> you know, you have a Nike. Because, you know, sometimes some players would have like like a sponsorship with Adidas. And, 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 you know, I don't think it's been as much as it was. Maybe going back to like 98, it seemed like Nike and Adidas were going at it, and we had all these great soccer commercials, and uh, they would all, like, try to sign players, and sometimes that would cause problems once you went into, like, you know, like the World Cup or whatnot where your team is sponsored by one company and then you're sponsored by another. We saw that with um, Jorge Campos going back to 94, Right? I think his uniforms were by Adidas. I mean, Nike. His uniforms were made by Nike, but the Selección was Umbro. So, if you see some of the games, there's like a, there's like tape. You see why there's tape is blocking the logo.
1: I thought it was because like some religions, like you, I don't know, they can't see men with their shirt off or something. That's what I thought.
0: It was. No, that was for years too, and they were running around. Without, you know, As the game gear, got more and
1: global and more and more, you know, countries got access to it.
0: Political stuff too. You would, they would write something political in the in their body or in the shirt underneath.
2: That's that's another thing. Yeah, they, I think there were some political messages, and then I think FIFA also just got tired of seeing like the goldenpalace.com advertisement <laughs> on the undershirt. You know, it's just. Yeah, it's Probably a comp, just a combo of all of that.
0: Yeah, and also the sponsors too. I mean, they have us. You know, they were gonna see like how do we prevent some of this stuff from going on, um, and that's that's kind of how they went at it. They just started prohibiting it.
1: I'm like googling it to see what the official thing.
2: You're not going to find uh, the not seeing man nipple on, <laughs> on there.
1: Uh, I think it says time-wasting propaganda, you know, putting a message on there that, you know, might be political or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then club sponsors don't like it. Yeah. so You can Google it. No, I was just like said, I said, wanted I mean, to know like the official like FIFA no respect. handbook. I no
0: respect, I tell you.
1: <laughs> I know, like oh, well, don't, don't don't respond
2: to him like Belich did to fight him. something. <laughs> I want to no, make no. that a soundbite,
1: hey, man. Eres un estúpido. We got
0: I, I have, this, I have a, a picture of Campos, and he's wearing his one of his multicolored kits, and. He has like a tape on the shirt that says I was sport and you could tell it's like taped with marker <laughs> and it's and it's covering with pretty should be the Nike because he was uh, sponsored by Nike for years.
1: You know uh, he his
0: gloves uh, would say Nike. I
1: was gonna I was gonna bring up the fact that in the Olympics Michael Jordan refused to like show the Reebok logo, so he when they got the gold medal, he put the American flag over the Reebok logo. Because he was that dedicated to Nike. Uh, yeah. We have a question in the YouTube chat. Shout out to Sergio Lozano. Uh, also, an apology to Ricardo last week. I totally forgot to check the YouTube chat. and He was blowing it up. But uh, Even We keep inviting
0: him to the spaces. <laughs> yeah, we did. So he, he could do it
1: live and he's, he's uh, been dodging
0: us. Uh,
1: so Sergio Lozano says, do you think Chivas will bench Vega next season if he does not? Uh, Extend his contract with them. We're seeing it with Goudinho.
0: Yes, catching heat. No, that's the one player you don't want to. They don't really have players right now. Uh, They just can't afford to do that. Right now, it's it's just... You know, we're, we're talking about a World Cup year. That could be their biggest their biggest name, if it's not already. um, Macias, if he would have stayed, he would have listened to Buse. Um, (laughs) I think he would have been better off. Um, And they just got rid of Antuna, who could very well go to the World Cup. That's the one thing where it's like, I I just, I don't know, man, my Chi hermanos weren't thinking. And I'm like, you want as many players as possible from your team at the World Cup Mm -hmm. because Chivas hasn't had that. I can't remember. What was it? Maybe 06 was the last time. No, they were still at Chivas.
1: 2010. So Who? That went to the World Cup? They were still playing at Chivas. Dude, it was uh, Venado, Bolfo. Uh, it was, there was like six of them, bro. Michel. And, and I'm going to bust uh, Google on you now. No, dude. It was like <laughs> six of them. Yeah, because it,
0: was, it oh, was. I know, but I just
1: I can't. It was Bofo, Michel, the goalkeeper. It was Venado. I'm
0: sure Bofo was at night. He was in uh, Javares.
1: Chicharo. Uh, Chicharo
0: was already gone. They had already sold him.
1: But he was still technically Chivas. Uh, who else? There was two more. There was six, it was a total of five or six of them, bro. Was was still there? Oh they were gone, dude. Those <laughs> no, guys
0: those were gone. Those
1: guys man. were in Europe by that
0: anyway, time. Yeah. What are you?
2: What are you drinking, dude? <laughs> I got some salted caramel whiskey, man. <laughs> oh, that
0: sounds good, actually. That does sound
1: good, actually.
2: <laughs> if, I, if I if I end up becoming uh, a neighbor down the road, they will just have to do the pod from my place, and we'll have a little bit oh, of that. That'd
1: be sick. It's been a while. <laughs> have you guys ever done like a like an actual like uh, podcast where everyone's in the same room? No. Oh wow! We've been remote before the COVID. Here that's just that's is, just how forward thinking we are here at the Cantina Mex.
0: Here, here it is, Jaime. Massa Rodriguez. He was at PSV. Carlos Alcido was at PSV Eindhoven. Magallón. We had that's
1: right. Chicharito was
0: at Veracruz. Goddamn. Uh... Yeah, yeah no, dude. One,
1: out. two, three, four, Chichero five. This Chichero
0: was at Chivas. Ch- Chichero put. He had already been sold. Bro. Uh, he was a product Moreno. of Chivas,
1: oh, no. technically still with Chivas. But you
0: no, I'm talking about at the club, dude. He was still yeah, at the club. Adolfo Man. and Medina. I told you. Michel went to. I forgot Michel went to the World Cup.
1: Yeah, bro. He was actually. In my opinion, the best goalkeeper in form at the time until they did that stupid training camp for, like, what, two months and they pulled everybody from Liga Mequis? That was the dumbest thing they could have ever done.
0: But they always kind of done that, though.
1: No other country did that, bro. They, yeah, they no, it's been done before. Uh, I know. It was, just, it was just, like, they took all these players that were in form week, playing week in and week out against, like, competition and then they put them in a freaking... Training camp, and they were losing their freaking marbles. And
0: I don't know if they did it for seventy or eighty six, but it's been done before. Argentina did the same. Uh, I know La Volpe was one of the proponents. I, for that, you know, but you can it's like
1: it's been done before. You can overtrain. That's what happens to boxers. You know, they train too much, and then by the time they get to the fight, they're already like it's, they're already done, bro. It's, there's a
0: True. it's a thing. But you know, in my defense, Jaime, some of these guys weren't really. I don't know if Magallón even got any playing time. michelle was just warming the bench. Medina must—I don't know how many. I don't think he got even that many minutes. clearly played like what, like one game.
1: He played like Argentina. He played one half. <laughs> <laughs> he used the—he had less movement Ryan, than the goalkeeper, like... right? Didn't he? Didn't he play against Argentina? Yeah, he did <laughs> in the knockout game. Yeah. He was the, the the secret weapon. Yeah, he was he the was secret, secret weapon. weapon. <laughs> he's the. You know what I think about when when you say a secret weapon? He was like when Michael Scott <laughs> thought Stanley was a good basketball player, and he brought him to the basketball <laughs> game, and he didn't even know how to dribble. He's like, no, you must play, you're supposed to be my secret weapon. It's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to be uh, a energy killer. I just I don't
0: think they
1: played him right. Ah, dude, it's both a man. He's he's hit or miss, but. Kind of going back to uh, Sergio's question, the reason that this is kind of concerning is because his contract, Alexi's Vegas contract expires in December of this year. And of course, when you're on an expiring contract, you're allowed to sign with another team um, when yes. when you have less than six months left. So, uh, you know, he might be he might leave and Chivas don't even get a dime. So this is very concerning.
2: Yeah, that could very well happen. And can you blame that dude? And hashtag you know. PSV #PSVAndovin Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think he's already oh, got his foot in the door at PSV. I think that's that's the first player they're gonna go after. Probably Nene Beltran, who's having a, an incredible season. Nene Beltran is. Uh, He's getting a lot of praise. Tata got to see no, sorry,
0: him. Sorry, no, man. This, this turned into the Chivas part. Sorry,
1: man. I'm just as
0: much as I like the Colts. We got a bunch of other teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we're gonna scare away the the Chi hermanos, dude. Just maybe make it to the to the Liga, man. What are we talking about?
1: <laughs> um. Well, uh, Tata was at the match, the Toluca match, watching. Watching whatever shit show that was, uh, mm. <laughs> the one game he decides to watch and and he watches that one. Oh boy!
0: In an altitude, was it a Toluca?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because he's not supposed yeah. to be. You know, his eyes supposed to be like
1: his eyes gonna pop out of his socket.
0: It's like yeah, like uh, Total Recall And they like. <laughs> <laughs> because they were talking, they were talking about uh, he had to move from Mexico City. He might have to. Coro or somewhere because it's the altitude's affecting him. Um, but I mean, dude, must be committed,
1: you know? Dude, he, went, he
0: just
1: that total recall. Ooh. Holy shit, man! I <laughs> so I was a kid when that movie was just randomly on TV, and it just it was that scene, and wait, I had
0: wait, you're still young, man. We're I had no idea, one, dude. I had, had no idea what was total going on. another one with, what's his face?
1: <laughs> Arnold.
0: Okay, because that's that's the only oh, one no. that of my book. Oh,
1: oh, oh. <laughs> Getting the <top> yeah. <laughs> but.
0: That's But classic, dude. So you were a kid. Did you watch the one with the unedited? So you saw the three boobs?
1: No, 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 no. This was on. <laughs> this was on. Uh, like cable TV. I don't know. All I know cable is flipping the TV channel.
0: Which show? That was what cable was about, yeah.
1: I do recall. Oh, I it was
0: like the, the regular channel. Like.
1: I don't know. I, it was just like a weird memory that you Thank you forgive me closure because I didn't know where that scene was from. But now I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but big shout out to Sejra Lozano for that question. Feel free to keep them coming. Uh, whoever's on Twitter Spaces with us. Feel free to uh, yeah, re- yeah. request to speak and we can hear what you have to say. Uh, what other news around the league? We have a player that is uh got a Chilean background, got a Damis, and he keeps getting death threats. You guys have any thoughts about that? Wasn't he capped recently? He mm. was on uh, the last uh, um... Austin, I think in Austin, he was capped. Yeah. Yeah. He was capped, but he didn't get any playing he time. Yeah, he didn't play at all.
0: Yeah, his dad's Chilean. I think I don't know if his mom is Mexican, or he was just born in Mexico. But I know,
2: that his, I know that his brothers play on the Chilean national team. He's the only one who's playing for the Mexican national team. That's so right. So, of course, that, that, the, he, I, one of the things I had read is that that's one of the reasons they're calling him a traitor and and oh, you know, in
0: Chile, they, the death threats are in Chile. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I thought they were, like, in San Luis or something. No, it's it's in Chile. Yeah. No, we're off the hook on this one, man. <laughs>
0: Damn, Chileans. You'd think uh, they wouldn't care that much. I
1: don't know. Well, I think it's just because of the history. Like, I think maybe his dad was, like, a legend or something. I don't know, but it's like if Hugo Sanchez's kid played for, I don't know, United States oh, or no, something. No,
0: that, that's not... Nice. Because this kid, this kid, I think, committed suicide.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Jaime,
0: you're, you're opening some dark pages there, I man. I mean,
1: it's kind, of a hard, <laughs> it's kind of a hard reputation to live up to, and I'm sure his dad was not... I mean, knowing how Hugo Sanchez is, shit, I, I killed myself too, man. <laughs> too much pressure. Nah, <laughs> 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 no, I'm can't
0: kidding, i you, you can't even do a cascarita, and you can't even...
1: <laughs> I just imagine imagine being his son, bro. Fuck, dude. That the expectations. Like the um whose kid is it? Is it Messi's kid? Or is it uh, a widow's kid where like his grandpa is Maradona and his godfather is Messi. Yeah, I think that's that's a kid, bro. No fucking pressure, man. <laughs> <No>
0: pressure. <laughs> I was watching an interview a long time ago with um Gabriel Batistuta. And- Back when we had Fox Argentina, which is Fox America, but other programming was was from TYC Sports, Torneos y Competencias from Argentina, and uh, the, the you know the host asks him, because has, yes, I think he has two sons. He him, "Mom, are you you know you think your kids are gonna make it pro?" And then he just shakes his head and he said, "They're not hungry." I was like, damn. <laughs> you know, he's like, they never had, they never got hungry. And you know, they don't, and that's kind of what it was for him. And a lot of these players, you know, like Brazilians and whatnot, what what's their motivation? And it's not just to to succeed, it's to help up their family, even extended family. And I was like, damn. And there is some truth to that where, where, you know, because you have all uh, you kinda have everything. You could lack a motivation. Uh, there's always exceptions which would be uh, ironically named Kaka. I think he, he was very exceptional player and he came from he came from money. JJ Mike, you could say the same. But I mean it's it's sort of the exception, you know. Usually it's uh, kids coming in from from
1: poor poor areas, I know the. I saw a, a clip of Romeo Beckham, uh, Beckham's kid, and he, he had a hat trick of assists, so they're trying to gas him up and you know make him sound like he's gonna.
0: How old is that dude
1: now? Romeo, I don't know. I think he's maybe like he's
0: another, he's like an older kid that just got married.
1: Uh, I don't even know what that thing is. I think he's uh, like very young. Yeah, he's only... Oh, he's 19.
0: Oh, that's not young. Well, yeah. in, I thought he was 14. I don't know
1: why I thought he was 14. No, he's 19 now. He's playing...
0: Mix, you have, like, five more years as a youth.
1: He's playing for uh, Inter-Miami 2, which is... If oh, I...
0: his dad owns a team, yeah. so yeah.
1: Which is, if I'm not Where's mistaken, it's show? like uh, it's like the fourth division. Uh, I forget. That
0: doesn't look good, man. I'm sorry.
1: Third division. I mean, sorry. I was
0: nineteen. He should already
1: be in the first team. Oh yeah, I mean Beckham was like, well, he scored that goal from halfway when he was like, how old was he? He was super young. I think he was eighteen.
0: Damn. Well, that's that's when all the you know a lot of the top players by eighteen they're already playing first in yeah. the first uh, first team.
2: So I wanted to go back to Galames. Did he get death threats? Did he get uh, called up again, or something like that? Or
1: I'm is not that where the death? Sure. He shared a screenshot of you know the death threats he gets on a daily basis. It's not the first time he's he's shared them, and I mean it's just unfortunate that that's going on. It's probably just the same person just giving him a hard time. But...
0: <laughs> the same person with ten accounts.
1: <laughs> we call those uh, socks, right?
0: He just sucks. That's true, oh, it seems exaggerated, man.
1: Yeah, I do think though that uh, now because of the internet, we 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 are so uh, connected with players now, and it's it's kind of crazy in a way. Uh, things that you know you didn't have to deal with back then in the '90s, but now you got social media, you got to deal with, and that's that's always tough. Is indeed. Uh, let's look at some of the other results this weekend. We had Rayados win. Despite having a man down, Luis Romo scored 1-0 over Santos. And uh, the post-Aguirre era is, is looking better with uh, Vucicic under the helm. He's... Wait,
0: wait, which is we have to... Uh... Sort of mentioned that really quick.
1: Uh-huh.
2: This
0: guy, this guy goes from can't beat to mediocre Liga MX teams to to beating Atletico <laughs> within a week.
1: Oh man, yeah, I forgot uh, Aguirre was appointed coach at Mallorca, who are in a relegation battle, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, after Atleti had that Champions League disaster against City. Um, they end up losing to Javier Aguirre.
0: <laughs> I don't know. There, there's some talk that the Monterrey might have, like, some of the players might have just made it, you know, they turned against him. Kind of hard to believe, but who knows what happened there. Um, And it's crazy. This guy jumped back so quick. You know, he's already coaching in Spain. You're just not gonna see it with any other coach in Liga MX. You're not. You're not gonna see that. Um, so it's it's crazy, man. Um, and I thought he he would have been one of the candidates, but I don't think he is anymore uh, to take over the national team if if Tata were to not, you know, make it. Which they, they kind of left us hanging there, right? I was expecting FMF to not that they had to, but then you kind of had Bioko already, already signing.
1: Not naming himself. <laughs> don't, yeah, forget, but, don't forget Ugo. oh, that's right. Hugo did that too.
0: Yeah, so you had a portion of the media like already booting this guy and assigning other players. And I was expecting FMF to like de Luisa, someone from there, just come up and. And give this, you know, give give him the vote of confidence. And then that never happened. And then there's been this low-key talk about his health and how he might miss, he might not be able to um, coach any games for a while. So we'll see because they're playing Guatemala. When is it, like in the, this week? When are they playing Guatemala?
2: That's coming up, isn't it? But pretty quickly. I think it's this coming week. when.
1: Wait, who's playing Guatemala?
0: Jamie. <laughs> they, look, there's, a, there's a press conference tomorrow, I believe, uh, for FMF. They're going to talk about their Mole
2: Tour. Oh. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not until the 27th. Uh,
1: uh, there you go. They have secured friendlies against Uruguay. Uh, uh, good good friendly that. Uh, some teams from Africa. Ah, where is it? I'll find it right now. But yeah, they, they did secure. Uh, oh, here, here we go. Here we go. It is uh, Nigeria, Ecuador, Paraguay, and Uruguay.
0: I think tomorrow they're going to mention the venues, but aren't they playing Guatemala? Uh,
1: yeah, on April 27th. Yeah,
0: 10 27? Yeah, see, Jaime.
1: Is that the one? But I don't
0: know. Is that... And then I want to see that because that's Dana, that's dude.
1: Oh, well, Ben is just going to allow us to just go off. He's know? not
0: going to allow shit, dude. Come on. <laughs> He's just... you if, if you know something, uh, I'm taking under 23.
1: <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, you know, I'm not really looking forward to these these friendlies. Of I think oh, that. So
0: do, you know, do, we, uh, do you know where that game is at?
2: Uh, I, ha- I actually had that up, too, for a little bit. Uh, let me look that up again.
1: All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, it oh. says... Oh, does it
2: say. It's... It's Camping a... World Stadium. Where is that? Where the hell is that? Orlando, Camping? Florida.
1: Oh, oh, Florida. Camping World Stadium. That's a weird What,
2: name. A, what a freaking sponsor, man. <laughs>
1: it's not as bad as Dick's. <laughs> Dick's Sporting Goods Arena. What? Who's, whose idea was that, man? That is terrible. <laughs> no, but yeah. So it sounds like Mexico might not even have any remaining matches in, in El Azteca. Because all the games are going to be in the United States.
0: No, they're going to do... They always do the... That's the yeah, <laughs> do a, they do at least one. They're going to have at least one I'd be like, they shouldn't, dude.
1: Just, no, because all what,
0: the... must be Televisa swinging their dick around and making them play it there because they should have left that stadium long ago.
1: I don't know, man. I mean, there's not too many windows for uh, for FIFA friendlies between now and then.
0: Well, they're going to play one, dude. They're not going to the World Cup without playing one in Mexico. So it, it's, it's scaring them team. We'll see. I mean, they'll play Chivas or America. <laughs> They're playing the game. Dude.
1: I don't know, man. We have the uh, we have the Nations League this summer.
2: Are they playing that with you? With U twenty threes, man. I, honestly, I
0: would I would I, I would, you know, I would not. That's what, yeah. really, that's what they. But you know what? You sort of want to, and then you don't. Wait, it doesn't matter anymore. They should, because I was thinking about the seed, being seeded. But then they are going to be seeded, because they're going to be one of the hosts.
2: Right, right. No, so, I, yeah. I, I, prefer, I prefer they play with U23s. I really don't care about that tournament, man. We have, what, two Gold Cups, a Nations League? I mean, it's it's stupid.
0: Yeah, they do need to send the youth. Um, do they even have a coach
1: the coaches at Necaxa now. Lozano? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Miguel Año can do it.
2: Get <laughs> to It's probably uh, Tata also for that one, but no, I. It, it, this would be kind of one of those things that we talked about before, and that was the the why not work with a Mexican-based, uh, Mexican-league-based uh, Mexican team.
0: Yeah, that would be the 23 if you had another 23 team. Oh. That would pretty much unless you kept that floatus kit but that pretty much would be 80 90 percent Mexican you know team
2: uh, yeah because that's I don't think that's going to be fetch fp fifa so for those is it
1: I don't know there's a lot going on this summer uh I will tell you guys the Champions League returns tomorrow uh Cruz Azul lost to Pumas two one. Uh, They were able to salvage a very important goal late in the match. And uh, they do play the return leg tomorrow at 7 p.m. And uh, Seattle Sounders on the other side has a 3-1 advantage over New York City. So what do you guys got? Cruz Azul in the final? Pumas in the final? Or what do you guys got? What is it? A 2-1 lead for Pumas right now? Yeah.
0: just one goal? I can see Cruz Azul going, getting there, um, and I do think if you're Cruz Azul, mm-hmm. you want you want to get back into you want to get into a club's World Cup.
1: Yeah, I think
2: I think they're capable of doing it as well, and it would be good to to have them representing in that in that club World Cup as well.
1: Should be a hey. good one. Uh, I feel like, Bumas are really putting all their eggs in this basket though. Cause you know, they're not doing so well in the league. They're in 10th position. Um, and they did look good in that game. They did. They look really good. So we'll see what happens. I wish cheekies was here and see what his take is. And on the other side of things, Seattle will probably get past, uh, New York city, but, uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Do you guys feel that regardless of who comes out of that Cruz Azul Pumas game, do you think Mexico will hoist the trophy for another season or is this the is this I the...
0: think Cruz Azul Cruz Azul would be favorites and I think if Pumas were to advance they would be the um the easier team for for an MLSI to be
2: Yeah, I, I I sort of agree with that, but at the end of the day, man, look, I know people are always like, uh, you know, who can't let MLS win, man. But at hmm. some point, they're going to win one of these tournaments. It's, it's bound to happen. It's, it's not, it, but it's not a big deal. Whatever. But I still think
1: Cruz Azul is probably our guy who right there. We got to go back yeah. to uh they're two, bound
0: to win it.
1: We got to go back to the year two thousand since the last MLS team won it. So it's who won? Yeah.
0: Who won it back? LA Galaxy. Yeah. I was twenty two, damn. Yeah. Old enough to drink.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and since two thousand six, it's been a complete no contest from Liga MX. It's it's been in their hands since two thousand six.
0: Not, not too good for the campus closing uh that's that's argument a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and the one thing is, they sort of shoot themselves in the foot because they have the league here has some of these rules that, like salary cap, and and whatnot, um, that thing that that sort of like limits. It's it's, it not limits. I would say prevents uh, some of these from from making stronger teams.
1: Yeah. Uh, I do have another question in the YouTube chat from Sergio Lozano. Do you guys like the new format of the Leagues Cup next summer? I'm actually excited for it. I'm a fan of both leagues. Um, just for some context, the uh, the Leagues Cup, I don't know if you guys remember this. It's like Superliga 2.0. Uh, but they did change the format. So all the clubs in Liga Mekis and MLS will compete in one month over the summer.
0: I do, I do want to see it. I do, and I'm one of the. I'm with Sergio here. I've always been a proponent of watching these, you know, uh, uh, having a, a good, proper tournament between both leagues. I know there's a lot of hate, a lot of Mexican. fans I think it's misplaced. Um, you're looking for money, man. You're not going to get it in Mexico. It's it's pretty clear. Uh, <laughs> If, if you're not seeing that, then you're just ignoring it because it's, it's, um, the, the sponsors aren't there, you know? They, that's one, and that was the question last week about, um, Jaime, you remember the question we were, we were talking about, uh, the relegation, why they got rid of relegation, and that's to attract sponsors because if you're going to come in and say, okay, I'm, uh, um, I got, 30, 40, $50 million to
1: yeah.
0: to splash on a club. You're not going to do it if next season your team is in second division, and there there goes your money. Um, but if but if they guarantee you more time in Primera División, then you're more likely to to put that money there. And I, that's one thing they've been hoping for. And it's dude, where is it? We haven't seen it. And there's there's some big companies in Mexico like Comex and. You know, Marinella. I'm guessing. I don't know. There's, 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 a few. You know, there's a few there, and they're just, they're just staying away. They, they just, who, who? When we look at like, okay, who's, who's buying into the clubs? And then we have uh, a couple celebrities going into Necaxa, right? A bunch of randoms, yeah, uh, UFC fighters and whatnot. I don't, I don't know half of these people, but they have got a team. And then you have Atlético Madrid. And that's, that's not, all due respect, that's not the sponsors that Liga MX wants. They want, they want um, some, you know, like a big company that's going to come in and put, put a lot of money. Um, <clears throat> so that's, if you have a tournament between Liga MX and, and MLS and it becomes a big draw, then that's, that's money for everyone. That helps everyone. More, more money means clubs, you know, clubs can afford better players. It's,
1: yeah, it's a win-win situation.
0: It's business, business first, sport second. And there's, yeah. you know, why are these teams in Europe so big now? Because these big, like, companies came in and they bought them out. If you look at EPL, half of those teams are not even owned by English. Uh, they don't even have English owners. They're owned by American owners. They're owned by uh, Saudi wh- whatever they're from. Uh, you look at even La Liga. Their big sponsors like uh, Barcelona is Qatar. Um, even, even Real Madrid benefiting from oil money. So, you, you know, across the board you see, um, who was it, uh, i say Milan selling a, a good share enough. to some Chinese investor. Yeah. And, and that's, like, in Europe, so we see, like, well, you know, these club's spending all these millions and millions. And I wouldn't like it to be like that, because I think you lose your identity at that point. But, I mean, if we were to get a solid TV contract, then, yeah, why not?
1: Yeah. And I,
0: I, I'm all for that. Um, but I don't know, man. My Mexi brothers and sisters, are, they're just well, telling <clears> this, beating that down like a piñata, man. They're just hating on that whole thing. You just want it to fail. It's, it hasn't even been hoisted. They don't even know what candies are in there. They're already like
1: well, I think around. I think where a lot of the frustration comes from is like, it's all this wasted energy and effort when they should be trying to get into Libertadores. And I'm, not, I'm just saying Liga Nike's, but MLS too. You know, that's the, uh, the tournament that's going to, you know, have more benefits. Uh, this one is fine. Uh, I don't see it any different from the Copa Champions League. I, I do feel like it's going to be the same suspects. It's going to be a lot of League MX knocking out MLS teams. And we might even see a Mexican Mexican final. So it's like, what incentive is there outside of money to like play this tournament every single summer? I'm not sure. Um, but we do have people in the YouTube chat that are excited about it. Uh, I had uh, Pepe's dad... Uh, maybe Ricardo Pepe's dad, he says, I like the format, good competition for both league and MLS. Oh, good competition for both leagues and MLS will have a fourth DP should make things interesting.
0: Yes. That always sounded weird to me, DP. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's- we have family shows, I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> i not gonna say why. But he's he's completely right. I think that means designated player, so I think that means like another extranjero. Um, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, that having that extra slot means yeah, some of these teams are gonna gonna be able to bring in more firepower.
2: Well, and for the Mexican te- teams that aren't any good, if this is in the summer, it makes for a good preseason. That's these, are gonna good, these are going to be these are going to be good warm up games for them as well, right? So, uh, then there, there's a lot of benefit to it, right? Little extra money, uh, good solid preseason. Dude, it is, it is,
0: and and I, you know, I was like, let's not talk about the coach. <laughs> you're just talking about them again, but they got they heard a lot. Well, just because to me they're one of the big examples of a team hurting for money, um, yeah. And with the whole COVID and whatnot, not able to do because they would do their own preseason mole tours in the U.S. Yeah. Not being able to do that, you have to imagine how much it hurt. You know, it's been hurting that club, not you know, not, not to do that. Just a few years back, which is pre-COVID, when they they played uh, the embarrassing tournament that I, they had no business when they played what. Um, it was called International Something's Cup, and they were playing like uh, Porto. They were playing all these top European teams. Milan. Oh, I, was, I
1: remember I was that was like,
0: like, "Who signed off on this man with the club they had at the time?" I was like, "I was like, no."
2: Was that when Marco Fabian scored on Barcelona?
1: No, no, that, that was, was a years. a separate <laughs> friendly. Oh, man, that was years before. <laughs> that was a great goal, though. Yeah, uh, he, it was.
0: did he score a hat trick?
1: Scored two. Yeah. Too, and and right. both yeah. of them were golazos. Yeah, they were,
2: man. Um, just to be clear though, I, I wasn't trying to make an excuse that Mexican <laughs> teams will be on preseason. Because the the teams that are competitive, they'll be they'll be ready to go, even if it no, is preseason. Right.
1: Well actually no, it's finally some karma because you know, MLS teams complain about Conca Champions because uh, 'cause they're still in preseason. And they uh, can't
0: though because it's they make their own bet. Yeah. When they set the calendar, they they kind of made it different from the regular soccer calendar. Yeah, so I
1: I don't want any more excuses when these preseason Mexican teams beat MLS teams that are in the middle of their season. (laughs) I don't want no more excuses. But I do have a question: Who's gonna watch like a Cincinnati versus San Luis, or a you know Vancouver versus Necaxa? Like, who's actually gonna be
2: Uh, invested
1: in these matches?
0: i will watch it Jaime. given given it's the right the right time
2: i mean maybe that's the day for salted caramel
1: whiskey man <laughs> <It is. laughs> um yeah i i do think uh for selfish reasons the only silver lining i see is i'll be able to get on the pitch and take photos but uh, outside of that um uh, these games don't really do much for me they don't put a lot of lead to the pencil but uh how do you guys feel about Chicharito continuing to score goals week in and week out and uh you know it just keeps becoming more and more of a of a of a bigger thing you know it's very clear that he's not going to return to the mexican national team but do you think maybe maybe he might i don't know
2: nah, whoever whoever has the the, the gripe with him and is really holding on to that real tight, man. So,
0: Yon de Luisa.
2: If it is Yon de Luisa, is it because his wife got bumped from a flight or something? Yes, yes, sir.
1: No
0: way. That's the,
2: that's the rumor. If, if, if that would, if that's what it is, it's petty. And look, <laughs> look. I mean, it, it's it's. She she's got money, man. She can find another first class flight somewhere else. <laughs> so, but no, it's one of those <laughs> things. Where, it's one of those things where. Uh, Mexico has no polvo right now, right? And and they really should be taking a look at anybody who's scoring right
0: now. Well, it was a
2: combination, so it's not just that.
0: So what's been talked about was, one, he organized like a coup during the 2018 World Cup, and I believe it was right after the Germany win, and he was trying to get uh, the players to, like, boycott their next game if FMF didn't renegotiate the player uh, like the image rights or like if you know, so if you're with Seleccion and you have like a sandwich or whatever and I guess they felt they weren't getting the proper cut and we actually ended up playing a clip here from Guardado that pretty much verified that that did happen.
2: Yeah. It made it sound like they, they wanted to do the same things, but in a different manner, right? Yeah
0: he, said, yeah, he said Chicharro was more aggressive about it. And so then the talk was that right after that, like eventually they worked it out. But then after that, once Tata took over, they said Chicharo was involved in some of these parties with uh you know chicas de la vida alegre you know it was like more than one incident and one of them was like these girls they sort of like threw the team under the bus because they were like putting it on social media i don't know if it was instagram or tiktok but they were pretty much showing inside the hotel room and whatnot and Fans pieced it together right away, and it's like, damn, that's the maybe not fans, or could have been journalists than you. But it was like, this is the exact same hotels where the is at. Mm. are these girls in two different venues in the exact same hotel? And so that's when they found out that it was like Chicharro had one of the one of the people from FMF like hooked the girls up with you know the flights in the hotel and whatnot.
1: I'm here for the gangbang. <laughs>
0: and I think that the combination of all those things was like, eventually was like, you know what, if this guy, uh, and I think Tata's taking some of the heat. And if you see some of that going into some of these things that happened, Tata had actually been backing the players up. But I think it got to the point where it's like, it's Tata's boss telling him, you know what? Fuck this dude. Yeah. You know, if, if, you, if you still want to go for bad, you're gonna you know pipe your shit and kick rocks. Yeah. And you know, that,
2: that was think my about it. Think about it. Ideally, you call the guy up for uh for that Guatemala friendly man. Yeah, right? he would have. He should have. Right. It, 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 that's the thing. But again, if if he has too many enemies inside, not just not just the uh, uh, the federation and stuff. But if there's players that have a beef with them... He's, that's another
0: thing, and you know, oh, you know yeah. what, I think you that's a misdirect. That. I feel that's a misdirect. Misdirect? Like, you know, like sort of like throw you off, because it's like, have you ever heard someone say anything? And and we're going full circle now, because we talked about how things eventually, you eventually find out, and it'll probably be 10 years from now. Sorry for disappointing you guys. It'll probably be ten years from now, and when, when it all they'll comes say, out, yeah, because like like uh, Blanco, you know, Blanco ended up having problems with with Pavel Pardo and Jorge Campos when they when they left the World Roca with uh, La Volpe.
1: I didn't know that, but that yeah, was he, he Brody guys- but Bro, Brody didn't go to two thousand six, did he?
0: No, he was like oh, an assistant.
1: he was the manager, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He was like an assistant to La Volpe. That's right, that's and, right. And Blanco was like, dude, I've been playing a lot. I need to rest. Can you not call me up for this tournament? You know, I just need to chill. and He wanted Netflix and chill. And they supposedly said, yeah, it's cool. And then they used that against him.
2: Oh. Uh, yeah, wasn't I mean, the inter, though, um- Hoel also like leading up to the World Cup, or was it just not really, was it not a serious uh, it just wasn't a serious injury or Who? Guantemo, leading up no, to no the... it, it was just rest he just wanted to rest
0: because he had no, better...
2: th- but that was Confederations though but but after that leading up to the World Cup I remember hearing something about an injury but again I. It's been so long ago that I... same. You know. oh, yeah,
0: same, same. I don't, but I don't think it was preventing him. They, mm-hmm. But I mean, regardless of that, they used the whole... He turned down the Confederaciones as the excuse. I see. You know what was sad though? You know what was more sad for me? That they supposedly organized a protest. You know, these Mexico fans were going to go protest Mira del Angel, and there's like three people, man. God <laughs> damn, uh, dude. Fucking Mexicans.
1: <laughs>
0: he should have been doing this Blanco, man. He's, he's, our, he's our Maradona, dude. They should have been riots.
1: Yeah, but...
0: And, and they just... Know, like...
1: At the time, the team was gelling, man. They were playing great. They were ranked fifth in the world, and... Cuauhtemoc well, just didn't fit into that system. We had senior.
0: Oh, uh, we can't.
2: Jaime. Jaime <laughs> like, but... <laughs> <laughs> is reading the bullet points. The <laughs> La <Rumpa laughs> bullet points. Like I am not much chiva fat, but I am say,
0: you know what? You know what? Bad mouth Cuauhtemoc <laughs> dude. Mexico's the greatest results ever. Dude, he's, he's in the forefront.
1: I'm not. I'm not, I'm not doubting. Like that, he could have helped out the team. I'm just he, saying, he, he
0: could be in his deathbed. He still had to go, man. <laughs> in
1: there. Oh man, yeah, uh, I don't know. Dude, he I, came
0: back. Dude, he came back after the, he saved Mexico's ass after the World Cup.
1: Yeah, He's only no, for like sure. forty he, he and Certified he, legend for sure. Yeah, uh, I think
2: back. I think back even to the. Uh, was it the final the final game uh, against El Salvador? He like had like two assists and a and a goal. Yeah, in
0: he's, game. Like, he's like forty five, dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, dude looked like he was uh, like it hurt him to run, man, and and he was still owning. He could
0: have been playing Sunday Public, and he would have still came to Selección and. and
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: No, he was robbed, dude. He had a known. He had like problems with. La Volpe, going back to when La Volpe was at America.
2: Yeah. And that. The, the, and little patita de Perro.
1: <laughs> yeah. That
0: was afterwards. When
1: he was I, coaching Atlas. At Atlas? Yeah. yeah.
0: And he does a celebration, which was yeah. epic, dude. Um, so, I mean, they had problems for years. And I do think he eventually, you know, I I do think that was one of his flaws because. I actually have come to really like La Volpe. But when I look back, even he admits it, man. If you see some of his, he came out in some Argentine show. Um, Did you guys see it? No. Like a talk show, like a soccer talk show. He was even talking about Boca. Oh, man, he put the hurt on Rogeri. Rogeri was trying to talk shit. He's pulled him nasty, dude. But he was like, it was like a panel, dude. It's really good, man.
1: I think I recall seeing something, but...
2: Uh, I missed it. If you if yeah. you see that on YouTube, send it over, man. Yeah,
0: I will. I will. It's really good, dude. And I've seen clips. I want to see it from beginning to end. And uh, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, I can't remember. I'll say it next show, but it's worth listening to because he talks about, he went to Boca Juniors, you know, that's, that's the, you know especially if you're Argentino, and, and to coach Boca, as one of the big... That's, that's basically almost coaching the the national team, you know, Boca or River. And he came very close to winning the league title. They were, like, one point away, and then he...
2: What was it, the last two games, they kind of blew it or something like that? Yeah,
0: they did, man. It's kind of sad, but he, he talks about all of that stuff. But, dude, this dude is... And he's gone before where they'll grill him, but he just gives a master class, dude, he, when he talks about tactics and everything. And, mm-hmm. and, and dude, it's YouTube. You go to YouTube, you read the comments. Even the Argentines there are saying, like, damn, this dude, <laughs> we, we misjudged this guy. Like, they're, they're even admitting how much this guy knows about tactics. And he is. He's very knowledgeable. Um, but I do think what hurt him was his personality, and he admits a bit to that in that show. Um, and I do think that hurt him where he was like, you know, it would get the best, like, best out of him. Maybe he had like anger issues. You would hear some of that uh, through the years. If you ever followed him, he would have like gripes or he would just get really mad.
1: Yeah. Uh, really quickly, because we're – simultaneously broadcasting on a lot of platforms we're on youtube chats uh we're also on twitter spaces so feel free to request to speak if you have something on your mind regarding uh what happened last weekend or anything that's liga make related i just want to throw that out there because we have a lot of listeners tonight um as far as chicharito goes um it's not just like the president that wants that doesn't vibe with him you know it's i've heard this time and time again um, after his stint with Real Madrid, that he's not like a locker room favorite. Uh, he's had issues at uh, Bayern Leverkusen. Uh, the players sort of turn on him because he thought he was like the superstar, and he was kind of cocky and annoying. And I'm hearing, oh, I'm hearing the same thing at um at LA Galaxy that he sort of alienates himself from the rest of the team because he thinks he's the shit. So, um, I can see him being like annoying and an asshole. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I can see it he I can, can see, see it happening. He's pretty clean color duty. I mean he he like he was a deadbeat dad and he cheated on his wife and his Damn. and his ex-girlfriend too the one that was in the Damn, hospital. Man, man. I mean you know he's not like a he's not like a a good guy. No, he- yeah, he was no I, mean, I
0: was making her. me hate him now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying not to.
1: Case, I forgot some of this stuff. Well, That's Savage, while in the hospital. Yeah, the. La Nariz, Narizona. I forgot her name. Lucia. The, the, the Spanish reporter? Yeah, she was like dying or some shit, and he was over here cheating on her.
0: Just bring
1: Pito Loco. Damn, <laughs> dude. Yeah, and then he. He, he knocks up this Australian model, has to do a shotgun wedding, and then has two kids and starts cheating on her too. Man, it's like he's not a good guy.
0: No, he come across as one though, you know. He has got like that face, He looks he, innocent.
2: Yeah, no. I, I, but I'd heard a lot of the same things that Jaime had, as well as the they just get irritated with him and his yelling on the field. So can we blame
0: Yon de Luisa now, now oh, Codazo for? But, all right.
1: No man, uh, we're going to blame his life, we're going to blame his life coach Finn. Here here's my yeah. criticism with all this though. If you're a world-class manager, you know how to handle personalities inside a locker room. Look at Sir Alex Ferguson. He knew how to handle players like Beckham and Cantona and all these players and it's just like you it's like that is part of your job as being a manager, just being able to, able to, uh, to handle a player like Chicharito. And I feel like you're taking the easy way out by, like, just not capping him. I think that's unfair for everybody because <laughs> he could still be useful. He's scoring goals. And yeah, we, but, if, but if you're, honest,
0: you're the list of telling Tata, like, not this guy. Yeah. I, I just mean, feel like
1: it's a lose-lose situation for everybody involved because yeah,
0: I'm he could be – 10 years from now, we'll
1: know the truth. Uh, hopefully <laughs> it comes out sooner <laughs> than that. Hopefully it comes <laughs> no, out one of his like, Warzone you know. <laughs> streams during the World Cup. You know, he's just like <laughs> – <laughs> hey. I, I, I'm t- I'm calling this right now. I bet you if he does not go to the World Cup during that Mexico versus uh what's their first game? Who who do they play? Uh, Don't they have Poland, yeah. Oh dude, he's gonna be streaming Warzone, watch. I bet you anything he's gonna be streaming Warzone during that match.
0: Hey, speaking of, did you guys see this? Like this dude that does like uh, he does like he did this clip where he, some Argentine guy and he's, he's feeling conflicted because Argentina has to play Mexico.
1: Oh, I haven't seen it yet, so don't ruin <laughs> it for me. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely link that somehow. But yeah, that guy's he has a, he has a great YouTube channel. Uh, he's done some
0: where he he's with his wife and they talk about soccer and he's like, they're like uh, little clip.
1: Jerofri Frijas, it's a weird name. Yeah, you have to spell it because at this point I yeah. have no idea
0: how. You-
1: J e r o f r e i x a s. Yeah, he's really funny. I remember he had one about Messi being expensive, and you know he just was explaining why he's expensive. I don't know. He's he's just funny. He has a YouTube channel too.
0: Yeah, this one his his is one, and he he says he's conflicted because oh, he
1: dude. I he was... doesn't
0: want Argentina to play Mexico,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and he wants to, to talk to his wife. Yeah,
1: for I was uh <laughs> I was tagging him after the draw because I'm like, dude, we we want to hear what you have to say about this, you know? <laughs> he,
0: I think it worked. Jaime. I think enough people. Oh yeah, him that
1: absolutely. He
0: made that, and a lot of these guys get when it comes to social media. Mexico's the biggest, so they do always give props. Yeah, and this goes way. This goes since before social media, even for like music and whatnot. Uh, Mexico's always been the big market.
1: Yeah, I saw the the first response to his tweet was uh, somebody photoshopped the Argentina flag with like the Mexican uh, crest on the on the middle. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Well, boys, we've been at this for over an hour. We have any closing thoughts before we put a bow tie on episode 330?
0: Yes, Jaime. My closing thought was you you went to Chivas on us. because <laughs> We have a whole league to talk about. And and uh Man, look hold on, hold on, Jaime. This is gonna be like a ten minute closing thought, because <laughs> <laughs> tattoo bottom.
1: I'll, hold on, way here it just is. play. Just play the sound bite. this to be That's all. I, that's <laughs> all. <laughs> I'm going can, can you edit that and keep that? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna put it to the sound pad for the next. So episode. Wait, my
0: closing, my closing gonna be on the league. First Pachuca. I mean, we have to give props to them just being in first place. They, they just did a pretty big turnaround. Uh, Tigres are in second. You did talk about their win, but, I mean, I'm glad it's going good for, for Piojo. You know, things are going well for him. Uh, Puebla, dude, third place, and that's the coach that's been on everyone's mouth, Larcamón, uh, and then you're a big Chiva fan. There's a rumor he might go there. There's the rumor he might go to America. So I've, I've said my, why I don't think America's waiting for him. Um, Atlas in fourth, still staying relevant, the defending champions. Cruz Azul in fifth, not too far back. And Cruz Azul, we already said it, they're fighting two tournaments. Monterrey in sixth with Puse. They, they've sort of had a turnaround since um, Aguirre left. And now uh, he has his revanche against Chivas. So if he could, if he beats Chivas, he could jump to, he might be able to jump to fourth or fifth, but he, he's going to be up there, man. I, I could see Buse fighting for, <clears throat> for the league because Monterrey is stacked top to bottom. So definitely have a, you know, they're definitely contenders. Uh, León in seventh. That's another, because the coach almost quit, Jaime. See, we we forgot that. That's Jolan. Another big-name coach came in, and he had handed in his resignation not long ago, but seventh place, that's not bad. Uh, And the other guy that was, people were talking about he's going to get sacked. Nacho, he came back with his tail between his legs, because things didn't go well for him, and Second division in Spain, but he's in eighth. That's not that bad for Toluca, man. I think if he gets him into Ligia, that's, that's a good start. San Luis, dude, ninth. Was we expecting San Luis to be a ninth? Gentlemen, yes, no? Uh,
1: no. Oh, is it? No, God, no. Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, something's going on there. Uh, Pumas is in tenth. They sort of started hot and they went cold and two tournaments, so who knows. But we have to do give credit to their coach, Liliani. not just their coach, but their directiva, because they're, they're doing it like on, they're doing some Moneyball shit, you know. If you guys, I recommend that movie, if you guys haven't seen it, Moneyball. It's a really good movie. Um, but I, think, I,
2: think, I think Jaime
1: and I are both Ace fans, so oh, we've man. seen it.
2: You, you know it. You're going to have to see the
1: movie. No, it's, it's painful right now. Yeah, don't bring that up.
2: <laughs> and, and Jaime, they just traded Frankie Montas a little while ago. Oh, my God. those! Don't even but, tell
1: me, dude. But you guys did see that movie? Oh, oh of yeah. course. It's oh, also a, a great, great book.
0: Movie, oh, it's a book. Man, I'm going to have to see it now. I have to read it now. But the movie, I, I like when they first, they're, they're cutting into the, the coaches. Not the coaches, the scouts.
1: Oh, yeah, the list.
0: So the camera's kind of going in, yeah. and the, the scouts are... T- and the first guy, he's saying, I like a player with a little hair in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn I was like, what's going on in there? But um, it's, it's such a great movie, and I think that the whole Moneyball and, and everything that they did, the way they, this, they changed the way they scout players... I think that happens in, in League Liga MX too. Uh, you'll see some similarities if you guys see that movie. I do recommend it. I don't even like baseball. I do. I love that movie. I've seen it like three times now. Um, so that's why we're, we're in tenth. America in eleventh. They sort of jumped up, man, and it's like uh, their fans are having fun because they're saying America, the worst not doing better than Chivas. damn, damn, day And I said, I think they would have done this with Solari, but whatever. I do think they have a good chance of going into Liguilla, Tijuana in 12, Santos, they sort of dropped there in 13, Chivas 14. And if they lose to Monterrey, I think they're going to be having a scrap for their last matches, it's going to be a bloodbath for them. I think every game's going to be a final for them, um, which could be good. You know, I hope it lights a fire in the ass of some of these players. Necaxa, 15th. I don't really have anything to say about them. Norquiretaro, 16th. Mazatlan, 17th. And for last place I do, that's Juarez. That's my boy, Tuca. And Jaime, you said they were going to sack him. Tuca has that record, that Guinness record. It should be a Guinness record for League MX. He's the one coach that's never been fired. He's left close, but he's left them at the end of the season. But in his whole career, which is like over 20 years, he's never been fired. He's never been told to kick rocks.
1: Well, there's a first for everything.
0: Well, Jaime, we talked about this, the the president of one of the – I don't know, President or one of the main...
1: No, I know. um, They're homies. Yeah,
0: it it, it was a guy from Tigres that took him there, and I don't think he would would have taken him without guarantees, man. I bet he has a contract where it's like, if you sack him, it's like, it's going to hurt your asshole, man. You're going to pay up the ass to sack him. So I think they're like, all right, we'll, we'll let you finish the season. I do think at this point he would probably... Dude, and this would suck, because Tuca is such a great, you know, he's such a good coach. And he to was. see him end his career, oh, I don't think he was. I still think he is, man. I still think he is. Um,
1: Five straight losses, These old
0: guys, dude, it's like, uh, you see some of these old guys like Tuca and uh, what's this other guy we were just talking about, him, La Volpe, dude. It's like uh, the Irishman with all the old actors. <laughs> you know, stay stuck now. Come on, Jaime. <laughs> They, they they still have their swan song. Um, <laughs> but it would it would be kind of sad if he left football, you know, through Juarez. I think he... I did think, you know, back when he won the league with, with Tigres, I, I did think, like, dude, if you hung your boots now, you would be remembered at this high point. And he stayed... I think he stayed too long.
1: I think he should have retired after he took... Tigres to the final against Bayern Munich.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. That was then, yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, that would have been, that would have been leave on a high.
0: I'm going to quote Batman, as I said, I saw you remember that Batman quote from the Dark Knight.
2: Uh, the, um, what is it, the, um, something about live, live to see yourself as the villain or something like that.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, there you go. He stayed long enough to be the villain, and that's that's kind of where Tuka is at now, man. He overstayed. He could have left at the. You're right, Jaime. He would have.
1: That would uh, would have been perfect, yeah. And they almost won that match, by the way. Yeah, it was a tight one. I I I, I remember. I remember because uh, I I mentioned on an earlier podcast that like, uh, Bayern Munich have like all or nothing series on. On Prime, and they showed that match and how they were all getting really pissed off that Tigres was actually like giving them a problem. So, yeah, they got the respect.
0: We got respect. So, let's see what's going on. I'm, I, I'm, I'm closing thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am looking forward. i just kind of a bit curious to see what Tena's doing with Wate. what is doing this, dude. They've been recruiting for X, man. They got a couple coaches there. I know Cardoso is one of them.
1: Is he really?
0: Yeah, there's a few dude, there's like four or five. They were coaching
1: oh, yeah. I remember hearing somebody
2: else aside from Cardoso going over there and I just can't yeah. remember who.
0: Yeah, so no, there's a few, there's a few, man. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to get brought up during the broadcast. Um but yeah, I am I'm curious. And I want to see what what this guy's doing. I have faith in him. I I do want to see, man. And I said it here. I would like to get to the World Cup and see more than one Mexican coach. Coaching at the World Cup.
1: We all have dreams. But don't let your dreams become (laughs) memes.
0: Oh, (laughs) I (laughs) wish.
1: Just like uh, Michel Leano saying that he was going to win everything in Mexico. Go to Europe, win everything there, and then come back and win Me- a World Cup. Those of are lofty.
0: Those, yeah. those are very lofty dreams.
2: Yeah. If <laughs> he wants to. If he wants to inspire the team, he needs to recreate those photos that they found of him. Oh my God.
0: I oh, are great. agree. We just are not expecting them to win anything. Just get there. You've just got there. That's it, dude. He's he's guaranteed fame, dude. First ever World Cup for Guatemala, and he'll have a statue over there. And, I don't even think or, Piscarito Ruiz
1: has a statue, bro.
0: No, but he would do it first. They've never been to a World Cup. Yeah. This, this, not this one. After Qatar, the U.S. It should There's be 15, the first. It should 15, be the first. It's going to wow. be the first for one of team. You know, that's for sure.
1: We'll see. Um, we'll see if he lasts that long.
0: It's true. It's true.
1: There's always the carousel coaching And also the musical coaching chairs, but yeah. What about you, Colasso? You have any closing thoughts?
2: Nah, nothing, man. I've had some good laughs and and uh, you know, specific that damn clip, man. (laughs) 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 I'm stuck on that one, man. That that just that got me, man. (laughs) uh, No, man. (laughs) But no, man, uh, thanks for having me on again, and uh, yeah, looking forward to doing it again.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, anytime, anytime,
1: <laughs> <codazo>. <laughs> 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 Yeah, that was a uh, classic. <laughs> That's probably the best ESPN and, and you know what, wait, flip ever.
0: You know what? We need to add some context to it because Patterson is a big dude, man. I he's like six foot. He's like over six two. He's like six two or taller, dude. I, Sideways?
1: I, I, or no, nah,
0: only I. <laughs> oh, no, he's I tall, man. In, I ran into him at the Home Depot center. Oh shit! America's America Game. I don't know if it was Interliga it was one of those cups and I ran into that, he's just fucking tall man, Pelias is no joke either, he's about 6'1", so there's some big dudes but I think Pelias is Pelias is obviously, you know you know he's, he's he's an athlete and this other guy was a doughboy <laughs> uh,
1: it's crazy he's, he's Israeli, America. I didn't know that Hmm? He's Israeli. He is. Paitelson? Yeah. Yeah, he's Jewish, man. He's oh, yeah, you didn't know. He's not, not even, not, he's not
0: even Mexican. No, well, he, he was his family, right? He was born in Mexico, no?
1: He's yeah. a Mexican citizen, but he's Israeli. I did not know that.
0: Oh, there's a lot. There's this Oh, man. Uh,
1: yeah born in Israel yeah, no, if,
2: if, if him and Pelaez got into it man it'd be another uh you know meme like uh, que they gave in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think eventually they're the'll crossroads again uh but for everyone listening tonight we appreciate the support we'll have to schedule another Twitter spaces and have have the listeners hop on and, and speak their their minds and also thank you for those on the youtube chat today it was very lively sergio lozano and pepe's Daron. um but we'll catch you guys in the next episode in the meantime make sure to follow us on twitter and uh have a good night